Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, m.starkspowell. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have the wingman running three, LT the Sage. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, doing good, man. Good to be back. Hopefully the sound is good and ready to go. We sounding, uh, you know, vibrant. And we're talking a lot of basketball. We got a lot of basketball news to go over, Starks. I'm ready. For sure. And uh, it's for that one person that mentioned you as the other person. That's that's a good name, too. <laughs> hey man, you can call me that the rest of the podcast, man. I'm OK with it. I'm OK with being the, the, the other person. OP. <laughs> just kidding. So in this episode in particular, just like what LT had mentioned, we're going to be just basically getting into the juicy recent news. I mean, we're finally getting more content in the way of basketball because we are getting closer to the restart of the NBA, and then we should be getting into the playoffs. But before we start, as you guys know, check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. It helps our site to continue to grow. If you guys are interested to be a contributor to our site, uh, reach out to us. You know, we talk about fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, fantasy football. We share the faith of Jesus Christ on there. Anything that you might be interested in, reach out to us. We might give you an opportunity to be a contributor. Um, not only that, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five star rating. Also, uh, the YouTube channel will be on and off from time to time. But LT puts the hard work behind that. So make sure you sub zero that subscribe button. Hit the bell as dinner time. Comment below and ask any questions on anything in particular when it comes to fantasy basketball. Um, so that's pretty much it. So, again, it's basically just recent news. Um, one of the things that we are going to touch up on before we start this engine here will be there's two players that uh, that surfaced up that may have had COVID-19. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride, and I'll go ahead and run that offense here. And LT, throughout that news with the Miami Heat, you know, they mentioned that there's two players that surfaced up. But two of the indications point to these two players because I was going to say it's Bam, Bam Bigelow out of bio, what we call him in new life. And Kendrick Nunn, uh, they did not uh, they did not report to the Heat on Friday, so that gave indications that they may have COVID. Uh, I'll pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on that, man? So that's not good, but 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 the only thing that I can say about it being so early is that mm -hmm. um, there's still a couple weeks left. A lot of times, the quarantine time frame is about 14 days. Um, so I mean, if if Kendrick Nunn it it does have it and it has to start late on the season. Um, I, I know that's your boy Starks, but I feel like that the Heat will be okay. But Bam Bam, my man Bam Bam, mm -hmm. I, I I think that that's a huge hit if he can't yeah, start it off. Um, now the Heat are pretty, like I said, the East Side, like we said, East Side, <laughs> East, <laughs> East Eastern Conference. Um, we. We told we said last time that you know the, pretty much everyone's entrenched in the playoffs, so they don't have to come back right away because the Heat are pretty much in that are going to be in the playoffs anyway. So those first I think eight to nine games, um, if if they need that extended time frame, it's not a big deal. Now it may I, what I've been hearing around the league is like a lot of t a lot of players who have it are making other players feel less confident about the whole playoff series gaming thing, uh, game thing. So um, hopefully the teammates don't feel, you know, uh, that affects the team chemistry at all. But those guys seem pretty close, though. So. But I, I think it's okay. I think, I, think, I think Kendrick Nunn could take his time. 
Um, cause they have, I mean, he is good, but they have a, a litany of point guards and, uh, shooting guards over there, uh, that can score the bucket. So, um, I think Bam Bam needs to, uh, do whatever he needs to do and come back. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, essentially, like you said, you know, Bam, Bam Bam Bigelow out of bio is a key cog in that team, right? That's not to say Kendrick Nunn isn't, but they have a lot of guards there. Let's be honest. Like you were mentioning, like, you know, Jimmy Butler even runs point a lot essentially then you got the dragon still Goran Dragic and then you got your boy Tyler Hero they're they're gonna be fine right um but also you know since if this is true that they potentially have COVID the positive upswing and just like also what you said is uh they will be able to hurry up and take care of this and they should potentially be ready for the start of, of the season right and that you know you still got a couple games and then the playoffs start so they should have enough time so go ahead and nip it in the butt now and you should be good from you know from there so we'll go ahead and transition into another piece of news um, that I think is interesting. As you guys heard me on the ISO episode of Nick Nurse is a, is a, is a genuine funny coach to me. Um, I, I know he got his championship, so he he's just doing the right things as a coach. But I think he juices the orange a little bit. I wouldn't say higher than I like him, but it makes sense. But I think he's funny. He's funny. But I'll say it like this. On the last episode, Kyle Lowry, he was juicing the orange on him and like how well he is and stuff of that nature. Now he's juicing the orange on uh, Pascal Siakam. And pretty much essentially what's going on with the juicing and the orange, he said, and I'm just quoting, somewhat paraphrasing it. He said when he uh, walked into the gym, uh, (laughs) he watched Siakam play and he said you wouldn't have known he missed two months without touching a ball so <laughs> i'll pass you the ball lt what's your thoughts on nick nurse and pascal siakam and just anything in general man man first of all nick you know kudos to you to, to support your players <laughs> you know, kudos kudos to you uh second um let's be honest none of these basketball players didn't touch a basketball for two months. Okay, <laughs> let, 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 let's be let's be completely honest here. Most of these players have either access to a basketball hoop or gym uh, throughout the whole process because they could probably buy one out, um, or they usually have one in their homes. Usually, they build basketball courts at their homes. You know, you know, uh, professional size courts. So, guess what? Pascal was probably hooping every day <laughs> because <laughs> guess what he, he probably has a hoop at his house so um i don't know um so yeah i mean he probably didn't hit a touch a, he probably has touched the basketball um but that's good um my just to kind of segue into fantasy spin on it pascal siakam is just one of those guys where um he's a top top a first and second uh not in the first round second round pick I feel like for the next couple of years man um that's just me um he's getting to that point now we got him as you see here uh he was averaging just under 24 points a game um before everything was said and uh, was going on um and almost four to assist a game uh 80% free throw percentage I know that's part of what um that's part of uh one of your uh key notes on uh people in that high tier on fantasy is that free throw percentage and he's he's definitely above it um so in his uh, field goal percentage, um, 45.9, uh, threes, 35.9. His averages are pretty decent for the amount of volume he's been he's been accumulating over this past year and a half, two years after Kawhi left. Um, I love this guy. He reminds me of the old uh, old small forward brigade, Rudy Gay. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, Rudy Gay. Um, 
uh, Carmelo, like old school Carmelo, those type of players. Now he's not, he's not, he's not offensively talented like those two were, but he does do kind of a lot of everything. Um, and he gets a lot of rebounds too, especially on that type of team. Um, and he's, he's Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is like Tom Thibodeau light. Uh, so he, he does work. He does work his players a lot and give them a lot of time. So, what do you think, Starks, about Pascal being in that top uh, in the you know end of the first, second round, uh, second round area for the next couple of years? Nah, I, I'm not. I'm not with you on that there one yet. Go. That's what I like to see. I, I was was fi- finally. It's been a while since we've had a little banter a little back discussion. Yeah, discussion. Um, listen, his upside is is still juicy, and I'll be honest with you, I don't. His ceiling is weird to me, right? Um, some of the indications that I get from him, it's like, I will say this. A couple of years ago, I was like, man, this guy has a potential to do something well. And I think it's only fair to say that I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to be as good as he is. I mean, I know that I didn't think, but I thought he was going to be okay. Not this good. But to say a first round, second round, I am not ready to do that yet. I think... Third round is still fair. Second round, maybe back end second round. I cannot, I cannot even fathom to say first round. When you said that, it just kind of like really uh, made me think because you got to get more defensive stats. That's not to say that he can't, but I think you know. I know this, this, this is your boy, and for him, I'll say this: for him to almost average a block, that is beautiful. I, I can't even deny that because one thing is that holds true is he wasn't really a block specialist. But for him to be close to averaging a block, a triple one threat, that is as well in a nine cat category league, that's that is monstrous, right? And to average a steal, I just don't think that. But then again, I'm almost convincing myself that he could be a second round. Now I'll say this: not first round, I, I can't do it. Second round, like in the redraft league, back end. It could potentially happen because the only reason why I could say it could potentially happen is because of the sweatshops. Like you said, Tom Thibodeau light esque into Nick Nurse getting those minutes. He's averaging 35 and a half minutes a game. That is a recipe of success in fantasy, but also a recipe in the NBA of a potential injury. So we have to always be a little bit mindful of that. Um, but I, I see more of him in a, in a third round value now. Since we're a dynasty driven podcast, Second round makes sense. It makes sense. He's 26 years old. He's in his prime years in basketball and, and especially in fantasy. So, yeah, he's good. I, I just can't crown him first round uh, talent yet. But I'll pass you the ball and your last impressions on that. Yeah, my last. No, no, no. no that, that's good. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Second round. Second round. Stand, a solid second round pickup. Um, the thing about it is I'm, I'm, I'm going off of, uh, you know, you know, here we, we don't we don't uh, we don't do tender, but uh, I'm going to call this trender. Um, is where you uh, ride the trends and his trends based on minutes played and his uh, t- exactly you like that don't you yeah um, yeah, yeah I bet you too uh, and then uh, the points go from sixteen point nine uh, you know last year that's with um, you know that's with Kawhi and then it goes up to twenty three point six so guess what uh, I think he continues to trend up on the points. And, and the steals and blocks have gone up as well. I think he takes another step next year, too, uh, with another uh, year under his belt. He has the physical – his his physical um, abilities, meaning his height, his length, 
lend me to believe that he can continue to improve and, and, and be a, a solid force um, going forward. So maybe not late first round, unless if he takes a huge step, starts hitting like 28 points per game, you know, something crazy like that. But um, yeah, second round for sure. Yeah. So, and I think, and I'll say this lastly too, that there's going to be games he's going to put up first round value. There's no it's ands, or buts about that. But I'm thinking of for a whole season, the, the entirety of the next season. But hey, you know, um, he, he could definitely do it, right? But I will say, no, not so much that next year, but we'll see. All right. So going forward, this is still on the Toronto Raptors side of things. And this is a guy that I actually gush over. I always like uh, players that ooze talent on potentially getting the opportunity. And when opportunity presents itself for certain players, they can do well. And for some reason, as you know, LT, it seems like Toronto is just pulling these players out the woodwork that – they do well once they get time and they, they have it. What's the word am I looking for? Um, gosh, the opportunity. No, it's like a, it's one of those things where the develop, I guess it's like developing. They have the, the team has good development, right? Uh, from the, the people, the role players, whatever. But anyways, where I'm trying to go with this is Terrence Davis for a report that's been saying from him, he's working to master his pick and roll. Uh, I will also say this. I mean, that sounds cool, but I think what also sounds better is something else that he said along those lines is they he, he expects to be a part of the second unit to have more ball responsibility. And that's a beautiful thing to see because we all know that Fred Flintstone Van Vliet is the ball handler or with along with Kyle Lowry. So we know Kyle Lowry is getting a little bit older in age, right? We know Fred Flintstone is going to be the man, hopefully, eventually. Maybe Terrence Davis can eventually get more minutes and rotation minutes in the future. So that's a beautiful sight to see. And listen, when he gets on the court, he does pretty good. And in a dynasty format, I'd love to have him on my team. I will pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on uh, TD here? Yeah, um, TD, your pick and roll is, is – uh, thanks for telling me that, but um... – I don't, I don't know if that's doing anything for me, um, but but that's good if he's saying, I guess his he's saying he's working on pick and roll means that he's going to do more on being on the top of that pick and roll. Maybe, you know, maybe that, you know, upticks his assist levels. Um, my issue with uh, TD is just, you know, I I just hope that Nick Nurse let, lets the, uh, you know, the whips and chains a little bit off of the first unit. Um, yeah. And gives the second unit more chance and time to produce on a fantasy level. Um, I would love to have him for that potential on a fantasy. Um, but like you stated before, Kyle, Kyle's getting older. Um, Fred Flintstone's already gotten the baton. So, I mean, he's next in line. But that's going to take minutes away from Fred, Fred, Freddie Flintstone. And there's going to need to be somebody in that, in that shooting guard area, you know. Um, so... Um, we'll see who gets that role, in, you know, in the future, the next couple of years. Um, but if Nick Nurse is going to be the one that's going to be coaching them, I want to see him kind of change his philosophy a little bit up on how he does his rotations. That's all. I mean, it, it, the, the thing about it is that when people do that, when coaches play their players a lot, it means either two things. Either they have a really good, strong first unit mm-hmm. and they want they want to utilize them to the best or they have a really, really subpar second unit, and they don't want to put them in because it's going to put them behind every single time. So in this situation, I feel like it's a mix of both. I feel like their second unit is pretty good, um, and they're, they're they're doing, you know, they're producing them, uh, you know, uh, pretty well. Uh, TD, uh, your other guy, man, what's his name? Um, what's your what's your other guy on here? The guard? Um, 
Patrick. No, 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 the the big man. Oh, oh, the big man. Uh, uh Chris, Chris Boucher. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby yeah. Boucher. You got Bobby Boucher. You got a couple of people on this squad that um have potential, but maybe they're just too young. So this year, Nick Nurse is like, okay, we're gonna play our our main guys a lot if we're gonna try to win a championship. Um, so I mean, hopefully next year that changes. He lets off, you know, he lets the second guys, some of these younger guys, play a little bit more and um. If you have him in Dynasty, it's at least a good a good showing that he's trying to be more of a ball handler for the second unit. Yeah, and then also I just wanted to say, too, that if you want to also take this in consideration, I think it's really important. You know, with the restart of this season happening, it's really important to analyze some of these games for next season for those that do redrives or even Dynasty formats because the reason I say that is although these sweatshops are being ran – in Toronto, it only makes sense that maybe we're hoping that Nick Nurse doesn't do that the rest of the remaining of the season. Now, this should give opportunity for players like Terrence Davis or, you know, just like LT had brought up, Chris Boucher, Bobby Boucher, these other players. Patrick McCall is just – he's okay, right? But he gives you stats. But that if they are going to get those minutes, I believe, honestly, at this point in time, it makes sense for those guys to get minutes because they're clo- we're closer to the playoffs, right? In the NBA playoffs, and when that is said and spoken, that's why a lot of people that I really encourage people to watch the NBA season all the way through, even when fantasy is over, because you want to see what potential players that can formulate uh, for the future. And Terrence Davis, honestly, he's he's one of them. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about here in regards to him, but I can't pull up the stat line now. But we'll just go ahead and transition into uh, – the next player here and the player that I wanted to talk about, or at least what was brought up is uh Rudy Gobert. Um, he says he can be annoying demanding the ball on offense. I will pass you the ball on that quote on Gobert. What's your thoughts on that LT? Um, he can be annoying. Um, listen, Rudy. Okay. We all got a role to play. Okay. We all got you all got things in life that uh, it's just something we, we we were born to do. Rudy, you were born to block and get rebounds. Okay, that was what you were born to do. He, you know, the good Lord gave you long limbs um, and and a, and a tall stature to <laughs> grab rebounds and block shots. You know, you know what's funny, Starks. You know, my my perception of basketball is a little different after this uh, this whole Bulls thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, did you watch it? I didn't watch. I haven't finished it yet. No. Okay. I'm, I'm slowly. I'm slowly diving through it. Okay. But um, man, now 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 I'm gonna now I'm, they're gonna they're gonna uh, kill me now because I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but um, the center, what's his name? Uh, Horace Grant. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the other one, the big one. Oh, oh, on Utah. No, 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 on uh the Bulls. Can't think of his name for some reason. Not Luke Longley. Uh, no, they're the 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 the, the, the guy twenty rebounds. Um, uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis, thank you. Thank you. I can't yeah. believe I forgot his name. Uh, no but problem. Dennis Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. He just they don't make basketball players like that. All these basketball players jump onto the court and they're trying to do all these different things, man. He's like Rudy's like, man, I want to I want to score, man. I'm gonna start working on my three. Um, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing you know I'm gonna start working on my assist. And and, and 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 Dennis Rodman's like, I'm gonna do what I'm supposed to do. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna play my role, and I'm gonna do it very well. And you're never gonna beat me 
on on the block. You're never gonna beat me under under the rim. You better out hustle, out work, and you better get in the weight room, and you better be stronger than me. You know, and so like I I appreciate it. It's always good to add a little bit of an offensive game to you know something more. You don't want to be Ben Wallace, right? <laughs> but no, seriously, you don't want to be Ben Wallace. It was it was so awkward watching him play uh, play offense, uh, but. You also don't want to get too far into it where you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing at a high level. And that's blocking, being a defensive, uh, you know, uh, nuisance down down low and uh, grabbing rebounds, man. And um, I, I just want him I just want him not to get too caught up in the offense, man. Keep keep the defensive stats. That's why people pick you up early in fantasy and uh, work on that, man. And, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. What do you think, Starks? Oh man, that, that, that's some that's some good content there, LT. Just just do what you're called to do, man. Like that's what you're supposed to do, right? Listen, your usage rate, go bear. We'll just we'll just go ahead and go into it before I even jump into that. Like, listen, oh man, I, I just I was ready to go in. I lost everything in my my train of thought just now. But I will say this: if you Okay, Gobert, you should be the the last person to say anything in basketball right now because a lot a lot of people were mad at you when you were clowning around touching those microphones, right? Including your teammate Donovan Mitchell. So you got to be a little careful what you're saying right now. But we, I will digress. But that's one thing. Number two is your usage rate. Just like what LT had mentioned, you're be who you are, right? You are a defensive guy. Grab your rebounds, and he even mentioned it. Rodman, he did. He said, like, I know I'm not a scorer. But what I do is I grab rebounds and I'm going to be the best at it. You know, there was games averaging 20 rebounds a game that Dennis Rodman would do. He wasn't a scorer, but he was putting his physical uh, presence on the court. And you knew Rodman was on the court. He was frustrating, but he did his job. Kind of like someone like Ron Artest, although Ron Artest started scoring, but he's a weird player, right? In a different way, but he was strong in what he did. But Rudy Gobert... It's funny that you say you're demanding the ball, but you don't. That's not that's not your M.O., man. And if you want to to do that, man, as time progresses on, let it happen. Don't try to force something that's not for you right now. You know, but yeah, that, that's that's all I got. Any, any last things? I feel like you want to say something yeah, else. Yeah, I just want to say, like, <laughs> think of the thing about it. Right. Is that if he just gets a little bit more physical at the block. If he gets a little, I mean, he can't do too much about his height, his limbs. He's going to be a little bit awkward. You know, he's not going to be as flu, uh, as, as uh, flowing as water, um, you know, when it, when it comes to uh, playing basketball. But he's going to just, like, get into, like, six buckets every mm-hmm. game, easy, by just standing around the basket, the basket. And, and, and being strong and, and, and being in the right place at the right time, having basketball knowledge, he's going to get 12 points every game regardless how the NBA plays now. So you talk about the man of the ball, you're going to get the ball. You're going to be able to score um, every game because you're just that tall, that big. You're in the right place. Offensive rebounds. You get 10 offensive rebounds, you can put maybe eight of them up. That's 16 points. You haven't done anything outside of what your your what your what your role on the team is. Leave the three pointers. Leave the I've seen him play, man. Leave the turnaround hook shots for for these uh, for uh, for other players, man. I've seen him try to be an offensive presence, man. I've watched it, and guess what? Every single time you did it, Go Bear, I was like, man, pass the ball to Mitchell or pass the ball to Ingles or give it to somebody who's open in the corner. 
he's over here trying to be uh, Wilt Chamberlain, man, and, and he just needs to be Rudy Gobert. But that's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, just what's the quote? You are, we are, wait a minute, you are who you we are, thought you were? You, uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say you are what you eat. I was like, I was like, where is this going? Where is this going? <laughs> Yeah, but I guess you could say you are what you eat as well. Like, man, listen, I, Gobert, man, um, you're you're, t you're taking eight shots a game, man. Like, okay, I get it. You want to take more shots. But the thing is, you're averaging a double-double a game the last three seasons. What more do you want? But I don't know. I don't know. You, but I'll say this also. Last, last thing I want to say is yeah. the truth is, and it's unfortunate, as we know, LT, everybody knows now, Centers do everything. Gobert, you you're not one of them. They're, you're unfortunately a dinosaur, man. There's not there's a few dinosaurs left, like Drummond, right? He's a, but the thing is, Drummond actually could potentially. I think he hit a three or two. I don't know if it was this season, but either way, oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. But that Drummond is also a good example of yeah. this is of this this thing where they think that they like some players like. They feel like they need to match up with some of these crazy s basketball specimens like uh, the Unicorn and all these other guys who are shooting threes. And you don't have to do that to be a to be a good NBA player or NBA center anymore. You don't have to just expand out to a three-point line. You don't have to do it. Like I feel like these players think they need to do all this extra special stuff. No, just work on your craft. Work on what what you're supposed to be doing on the court and everything else will fall into place, man. It's just, it's just that easy, man. People, they're trying to fit too many, too many, like, of these, like, these blocks, man. And it's like, just, just be you, man. Just be you. Yeah. Just, just be, yeah, this, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to lose some listeners here. Just be, just be a, a same person as Clint Capella, the boring fantasy player. You got, <laughs> go ahead and still draft him because I won't be drafting him. But hey, listen, still draft him, but I won't be. Some, we're going to lose some listeners there, LT. But I don't even know where we were going. But the thing is, I, I, I disagree with you on this, too, because, okay, be who you want to be, but those, okay, how many more dinosaurs do we have left? Clint Capella, your boy Hassan Whiteside, what, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, he's he's turning into dust. Uh, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, I think I already said Clint Capella, but, like, we look at all the other centers, like you said, uh, Persingas. Um, look at look at your boy even Yusuf Nurkic supposedly is trying to change his game right because he knows he knows it a little bit he could take a little jumper here and there okay that's that's fine like it's okay I'm, to expand I'm, I'm, I'm your ranting. game no no you're, it's okay to expand your game but you can't you but you have to like you just have to know who you are man like Rudy Gobert like you can see a player and you can kind of tell their ability to expand their game, right? I will I, I will never look at Dennis Rodman and be like, oh man, I can't wait to start seeing him hitting threes, right? Like this is same thing with drumsticks. Like I, I love my brother drums drumming to death, but you, he, he just doesn't look like a player that's gonna just step back and hit a three. Like, it, it, like you know, maybe a mid range, you know, maybe get a little mid range going on to expand the, you know, the distance to help your interior game out. But big men who expanded their game, they just did it so they can, be more dominant under the block 
in, 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 in those big man positions to, to create more space. That's all they did it for. They didn't do it to become like, you know, these, you know, uh, big man point guards. They, that's not what they were trying to do. They were just trying to, you know, expand the range in which they have space to work with uh, from the basket. But I mean, again, uh, yeah, we're, we're going on a tangent, but um, I got Rudy, one more. Rudy got Gobert. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll be me and go tangent one more last time okay, on this. Okay. okay. <laughs> one more ISO. If you are going to draft these dinosaurs, please make sure in a nine cat league that you go full focus in that punt. Do not try to get cute. I'm serious, right? Like you better get Ben Simmons along with that punt build, right? That's with Clint Capella. That's with Gobert. That's with, uh, well, Hassan Whiteside is weird at the free throw line, but that's still him too. Um, but that's, just do it. If you're going to, if you want those dinosaurs, please make sure you're building the team the right way. And, and I'll leave it alone. But again, I won't be drafting those guys. Maybe LT. If you want to go that style, like Donkey Kong Country, go ahead. Anyways, we'll get out that rabbit hole. I had, I had to get that out. I don't know why. So Tom Thibodeau interviews with the Knicks. LT, I will pass you the ball. What's your thought, thoughts on the Tibbs potentially coming back? The Tibbs. Uh, yeah, no, um, I, Tom Dippett, though, man, that's my guy, right? Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. One thing that... I, is it I, is it Thibodeau or is it Thibodeau? I always I, get... I, don't, I oh. like to say Tibbs. So. I like to just say Tibbs. Um, no, but uh, just calling him Tibbs is like the, the thing to do um, from hearing the other players. But when he was on the Timberwolves, man, one thing you knew about Tibbs, he was going to play his players... 40 minutes a game, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if there was only 40, 42 minutes in a game. He was going to play them 41.5. He was going to give them 30 seconds of rest for uh, for commercial break time, <laughs> commercial timeouts. That's it. That's the only breaks they got. Um, so you know if he is going to end up on the Knicks that these players um, that are going to be on here, they're going to be whoo, they're going to be a lot, a lot of um, uh, sweatshops is what we like to call it. Um, and so just keep your eyes out for that. Um, the thing about it is, um, I was trying to, I was trying to pull up the roster, uh, and for some odd reason I did not. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but you just want to check out, um, as far as, uh, that, that team and I'll push it over to Starks while I try to pull up the names on the roster. Um, but yeah, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Bobby, Bobby Portis. There you go. The the, uh, the the transporter, uh, Bobby uh, Bobby and Whitney. Well, no, what? no, no, okay, all right, let's keep going. All right, uh, Kevin Knox, uh, Julius Randall. Oh, the Randalls, the Scandal Randall, uh, one of my guys. Um, uh, Taj, uh, yeah, Taj Mahal. See ya. Um, he better not be playing Wait, 40 minutes a game. Hey, that's Tim's original, right? Yeah, that's a Tim. He's going to play him hard, isn't he? <laughs> that's a Tim. Taj is a Tib original. Uh, RJ, now RJ Barrett is a good one. I know that's, a, a you know, all jokes aside, RJ Barrett is a good player. He's going to, he's young. Tibbs is going to run. Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo, RJ, baby. You ain't played yet. You ain't know what, you don't know what playing is unless Tibbs get there. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. This may be good for some of those fringe point guards on the back end. Frank uh, Nidala Kanina. Um, 
you know, those type of players. I don't know why. I guess Harkless is still on that squad. Um, maybe he'll play a little bit more. Um, Tibbs does like his small forwards and his um, his wing threes. Um, so, uh, yeah, Starks, what do you think, man, about the Tibbs maybe well, potentially hitting the Knicks? Uh, just looking at this roster, forgive me, it's so putrid, man. Um, <laughs> where's Mitch Robinson at? Oh, I forgot about Mitch Robinson. He's not even, he's not even, okay, I said he's not, he wasn't even on my list. Uh, yeah, Mitch Robinson should be hopefully the biggest winner as long as Tibbs doesn't get the heartstrings on Taj Mahal's, LT would say Taj Gibson. Mitch Robinson would be a massive winner. And a lot of people that drafted him thinking he was going to be a back end first round, and I was warning, I, I was like, don't draft him in the back end first round, early second round. I don't know why. A lot of redrafters were doing that. I'm just like, listen, if he don't get blocks, and who are you? And if, if he doesn't get the minutes in New York's rotation, then you might be hurt. But I will take the fall on this because I thought Dennis Smith Jr. would be a top 100 player this year. And that was I knew it was a bold take, but it was Super Bowl because he didn't get any minutes this year, really. Um, but New York, I will say this. For Tibbs, as LT mentioned, he's the original guy that ran sweatshops, literally. Like, giving these starters 40 minutes a game, almost, essentially. Um, so this would, like LT would say, this would benefit RJ Barrett, um, Julius Randle, the guard situation is going to be interesting. Is it going to be Alfred Payton, Dennis Smith Jr., Frank Nilakina? That's going to be an interesting thing that I'm going to look at. I really hope that DSJ gets some minutes and I don't expect him to be this killer overnight, you know, at this point in time, but to see that, but Mitch Robinson now, I think, do I think he'll be a back end first round next year? I don't think so. But I think you're going to be able to cut a, a massive coupon on him. And that's going to be a beautiful thing to do that. Because if he falls down, maybe he project, maybe he can potentially get that back end first round, early second round value. Because if he does get the minutes, to me, he would be a shoe in uh, inside top 20 person. I won't, won't crown and say first round yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does hit it because of Tibbs if he was to get the job. Um, we're going to go ahead and transition into couple pieces of more news here. So Thomas Bryant and Gary Payton III test positive for COVID. And I know in the last podcast episode, you know, and even when LT was on prior before that, you know, we were talking about Bradley Bill if he didn't make it. And I covered on the last episode, looks like Bill will not play. Like me and LT was kind of predicting that it may not happen. It wouldn't make sense for Bill to come back and he did not play. But I think there was an injury. I don't know if you knew LT about Bill. I think he, some injury or shoulder Injury supposedly came up, and that's why he's not playing. Um, but with Thomas Bryant and Gary Payton third testing positive in the potential of them not playing, that would go on to the heels of who would get the potential playing time. And one of the guys that sticks out to me is Mo Wagner. Uh, he would get some time, and I forgot. I don't know how to pronounce his name right. It's like Antizizic, not Antizizic, because that's a guy from the Cleveland Cavs. But it's another bit. It's like, okay, in Zedges, Pasnips, Parsnips, I think you'd be calling them LT uh, for the Wizards. And I think the – well, I think it would be easier to call them Parsnips at this point in time. If he uh, – if Thomas Bryant doesn't come back to play on the restart, that's a guy I would be looking at. And honestly, in a dynasty format, he's an interesting guy. And also a guy that LT has highlighted on, Garrison Matthews would be a player in a guard spot if Gary Payton III does not – uh, come back as well. That's another player to look at. I'll pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on this uh, situation, man? Wizards just need to 
just 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 call it yeah. in, man. Yeah. Call, 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 <laughs> call, call, call it in. Um, no, if I mean again, there's time. Um, that's why a lot of these players aren't aren't uh, if they have been shown with uh, with the uh, symptoms and with COVID, they're uh, they're coming in late. They're going to take their 14 days and then come in late. Uh, it's going to cause some issues with. Um, uh, with getting everything together for the season and getting you know everybody on the same page, but yeah, um, if that if they play these games without Beal and Thomas Bryant and Gary Payton and they're all gone, um, look out for unfortunately our guy, one of our resident uh, uh, big men here, Ian Mahimi, to get a lot of time. Unfortunately, he's just he was getting time before um, while when when Thomas Bryant was uh, uh, hurt. Yeah, uh, Ian Mahimi, Ian Mahimi, and uh, uh, Orochimaru. He's also yes. gonna. He's also Rui Hachimura. He's also gonna be getting a lot of playing time. So um, Ish Smith, um, Troy Brown Jr. Or was it? Was it? Was it Gary? Pay Gary Payton was the guy who got. Um, yeah, Gary Payton. So Troy Brown Jr. <laughs> Bertans, my guy Bertans is probably gonna play a lot if he's healthy. So yeah. These guys are going to be guys you want to look at. I'm really looking at Bertans here. Um, and, and, and the reason why is because he he's one of those guys, one of those big men that I, I just – I love what he does in a uh, – in kind of like back-end fantasy. You know, if you want to pick up somebody at the back-end that people maybe forget about in the heat of a draft. Um, Bertans is that type of player, man. The way he, you know, threes, just being a specialist in that area. And he puts up what? points. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I think Bertans won't be playing, I think. Oh, I, no, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I, I could be staying correct, but I don't think he'll be playing. I don't know what the reason is, if a little small report that I've seen, um, but I don't know if he'll be playing or not. Who, who, who is playing for the Wizards then? I guess it would be Mo Wagner and the uh, oh, into okay. the Parsons guys. No, I no, no. I mean, I was, I was just being funny. Like, <laughs> half their team is gone. Um and they're they're the they're the one team that's on the bubble, right? I believe they're the team that, I, as 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 Chuck said, as Chuck said, uh, Wizards just need to go ahead and just call it in and not come to the tournament. I don't know why we invited them. <laughs> so, um, I, I, yeah. So, but that's all I gotta say. Then, uh, if if Bertans doesn't play, I guess Rui Hachimura is all I'm gonna be looking at. Um, yeah. No, that's real. Uh, Rui Hachimura, uh, Orochimaru. Yeah, like LT saying, he's, his usage rate is going to be ignorant straight out of the roof. Um, like I said on the last episode, he's not going to be a nine-cat killer at all. He's like a Rudy Gay-esque type of guy, just points and rebounds. But the usage rate is going to go through the roof with Bradley Bill especially gone. And then if, Tom, if Thomas Bryant is not there, like exactly what LT said. Like who who else is left, right? Troy Brown is an interesting guy, of course, but it's like, man, who who else? It's it's really putrid there. Um, so we'll go ahead and transition into the next player. This news is pretty interesting. LT, I want to get your thoughts on this because I was talking about the Nets, but Nets were signing all these players. I didn't know if you knew or not. I think you know they know they signed uh, your boy Michael Beasley. I think. Did they? Is our are they, they're the team that signed Crawford too, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. They they signed both of those. But here's the interesting news, LT. That I I really it's it's really getting my blood boiling here. So uh, it looks like Rodion Karuks was starting. Uh, he was a starting forward in practice. You know, we can take that as you know 
just practice, right? Just like what, what did Iverson say? It's just, just practice. We talk about practice, right? But it could be an indication that maybe he starts. Who knows? But I'll pass you the ball. What do your thoughts or what's your thoughts on uh, Rodion's Karuks, which I like to call him Krusty the Clown? They, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have any true power forwards on the team. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think DeAndre Jordan is playing. Um, you know, uh, Torian Prince is a little undersized. Uh, you could maybe. Also. What'd you say? I think he has COVID also. Who, Torian Prince? I think Prince so. Of all Saints? I think so. What happened to the Saiyan blood, man? Can't, can't, I know, can't man. Get COVID, man. No, I'm, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so yeah, so, and basically, he is, he is the four. He is the four right now. It's, uh, you can put in Nicholas Claxton, but exactly. Why would you? So, um, Rodians Karuks is probably the only guy who could play the four in a starting position on that team. Um, I mean, unfortunately, he won't he won't hold the position next year, even if he does well in this little stint, um, because we all know KD will be coming back next year. So, um, I, I hope anyway. Um, but um, maybe, you know, they used to play KD at the center position in – in Golden State, so maybe Rodian can run the four with KD, you know, next year in a small man, kind of a small man lineup like the Warriors did. Um, you just cutting out Jared Allen. No love for him, huh? Ah, man. After I, I, for, I did forget about Jared Allen. Um, no. uh, Jared Allen playing the center position. Can he, you think he could play the four? Allen? Yeah, maybe with KD. I don't know. Anyways, um, back to Karuks. Um, I want to see what he does. Because um, again, what we what, what I like to say is that a lot of times players like Karuks, um, who may not have a true position, if he goes off in these games and shows himself out, he may be starting four for another team next year, and so that's something that um, you guys want to keep track of. Keep you know if he's yeah you know it, it sounds good to me. I, I want to see what he can do, and the Nets are a good team without the stars, guys. I want to make that clear. Um, they they win more. They feel like they win more without Kyrie. So um, we'll, they're still going to be um, into in a lot of these games. And if Karuk can show himself, man, that's good. That's good for dynasty uh, fantasy as well. What do you think, Starks? Yeah, man, he has the potential to fill it up. You know, under the radar in a nine cat league and dynasty formers, like you said, twenty two years old. But, you know, the signing of Michael Beasley, I guess, you know, maybe he's like a shoe-in too. And I think – I don't know if Beasley is suspended for a few games or not, but maybe he could be a shoe-in just to catapult them into the playoffs. But Karuks, I think just just let him play, man. Just just run him out there. See what happens. I mean, what's, what's the point of trying to get too cute, right? But, I, I mean, I guess to sign Jamal Crawford and to sign Beasley, that means Brooklyn is still trying to be competitive, which is interesting. I don't I don't know why, but it's, it's interesting. It's the East, man. And to be <laughs> completely honest, it's the East, man. They the East is like one of those wild wild west. That's kind of weird to say, but yeah, it's like the wild wild west over there in the East. Because any of those teams, I feel like can beat the other team. Maybe except for you know the Bucks and maybe the Celtics. Um, everybody else, like I feel like can they like they can beat each other. Like I feel like the Pacers can maybe beat the Heat. In a four, best of best of seven game series, um, just based off of matchups, you know, playoff. You know, when you're in a playoff, those those two teams going at it, colliding. But the Pacers, to me, even without Dippo, 
they size up decently um, with the Heat, uh, just as size and the players. So um, I feel like uh, other than the Celtics, other than the Bucks, you could you could make a run in the East, even the even the even the Nets. And um, so um, you know they're they're trying, and this is like a sweato, even though. It's not technically the playoffs. This is kind of like a little, a little like a pre-playoff tournament kind of. It's kind of like a tournament style right now. So mm-hmm. th- this is everyone's going to be playing. They're going to go full chakra. They're going to have full, you know, all engines revved up, ready to go. They're going to go full steam engines ahead. Um, those teams are on the back end looking out kind of. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so just two more pieces of news, and I think LT has something for us. Uh <laughs> This one is interesting, LT. Oh I, I don't, gosh. I don't, I don't want to really talk about this. So we will talk about it, but you know, you, you don't have to say too much about it. But it's uh, Andre Robertson or Roberson. I don't know how he's either Roberson or Robertson for the Thunder. He's having full practices now. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen him play in years, like we've mentioned before, since KD was on the Thunder. I will pass you the ball. What's your thoughts on this, man? This is the this is the most non news news I've ever. <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Listen, Andre, man, Andre three thousand, or maybe Andre Andre two thousand. He doesn't. You don't even have a nickname on the website. Everyone has nicknames oh, on this website, Andre Robertson. No, you don't dude. even have a nickname. No nickname. That means you're just a guy playing defense. I I don't know, man. He's like the worst Dabo Cephalosha replacement I have ever seen. And it's because he just has, doesn't play, man. I haven't seen him play in so long. And so I just – I want to see him play. I want to see him prove me wrong um, that um, he can be Thabo light or the next Thabo. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen, man. I, I don't have any hope or dreams or anything <laughs> for Andre Roberson. And if he's playing, that's great. I, I know he wants to still play basketball. He's not – he's 28. So he's still got some years in on that. If he can bring, if he can come back, make some money. But he, I ain't touching him with a ten foot pole in fantasy. You could believe that. Oh man, if he gets minutes, he gives you those those decent defensive stats. But I think it looks like he's been more of a mentor from what I've been reading recently. That he's been mentoring like Lou Dort and other guys on the Thunder, which is fine. I think it only makes sense to go youth in the team. And it's it's funny. I think it. I guess it's not Roberson. I guess it's Robertson because although, like LT said, like he, they played him, he doesn't have any nicknames. Like every player that I see on that site, LT that you brought up, they do have nicknames for something, every single player. Like literally, random. Yeah. They have something random. Roberson has nothing, and I guess it's Robertson because the pronunciation. They give you the pronunciation on these players. So if I'm reading that right, is that Robertson? Is that how you yeah, would read that? Yeah, it's Rob. Okay. If it was Robe, then it would be R O B E. There, so good. So, so I guess we, if we learn anything today, it's Robertson, not Roberson. That's his real name, not a nickname. But we we don't we won't want to hold too much time on him. We we spend enough time on him, anyways. <laughs> moving forward, the last piece of news that I have that is very interesting, LT. Our boy, I know you love this guy too. You love him a lot. It's Paul George. He says his shoulder is feeling better he said he had some insecurities with his shoulder earlier this season but he's felt much more better over the last few weeks not only that he said he is in the best shape of his life i'm feeling back to myself again lt 
do you feel happy on the inside or do you feel like this is just smoke smoke and mirrors right um <laughs> no, no, no no i i think that they call paul george batman anyways um uh <laughs> he paul george is a funny player because he's six eight i feel like he's taller than six eight but he, they, they say here he's six eight and he had that you know that bad injury came back did you know, he's actually playing at a high level again. And if he says that his shoulder is 100%, okay. Um, I, I believe him. Um, and that may explain why, remember, we were talking the other day mm -hmm. about Paul George and his play style. And he was shooting a lot of jump shots. He was taking a lot of contested turnaround jumpers. Maybe he was doing that because he didn't want to bang his shoulder in too much, going into the paint, you know, getting physical. And that could be, you know, mentally he was playing a little bit more away from the basket. So maybe that is, um, maybe there is some weight to that because I did, I did noticeably see him not going, you know, not go, not slash a lot, even though he's pretty good at it. He's, he's one of his best is when he's attacking the brim, um, and so he's been taking a lot, a lot more threes. His threes has gone up. His, you know, he's hitting those, but if his shoulder is healthy. And he can get back to attacking Paul, you know, him attacking and still doing what he's doing, um, hitting the threes, then he's going to be a, you know, a, definitely an asset for that team and in fantasy next year um, going forward. So hopefully this is good news. I'm hoping that he's telling us the truth um, and that, you know, it, it's not just him, you know, getting older and, you know, father time, uh, punching him in the gut a little bit. Stark, what do you think, man? All right, and also I meant to mention. So, I hope I hope it's not smoke. I really hope because there's another thing that was also mentioned that he was actually dealing with some hammy issues too this season. Mm. So that's that's a combination of things because I remember, like I said, seeing him this year, LT, he just did not look like. I was just like, yo, this don't look like Paul George like at all. He was getting. <clears throat> it's like when I see someone, an average person, play defense on him, they was just like stopping. I'm just like, wait, what's going on here? He was like struggling to get to the cup or like, like you said, it was like he was more reserved to take jump shots. And I mean, he's always a pretty good jump shooter, right? Actually very well, but he the the, the the slashing to the hoop. I just seen him easily get blocked or he struggled to like create. And I'm just like, this doesn't look like Paul George at all. So hopefully the hammy is a little bit better along with the shoulders because, you know, the year prior before that man, a lot of people don't know he was in a nine cat league. He was the number three overall player. That was a career year in Oklahoma City with Russ. That was with Russ. Almost averaging four snipes, almost a game, almost. This past year, it was a struggle. Top 30, that's not what you expect. I mean, top 30 is good, but a player that you draft in the first round, second round, you expect higher regards from him. And we didn't get that. Now, at the age of 30, like you had mentioned, father time, is it catching up? Potentially, he just had two, what, two shoulder surgeries before the year started. And he took some time off, well-deserved. But when he came back, you expect rust. There was going to be rust. We knew that. But as the season kept going on, you know, as you, you play in the season, you get better. But it was like the, the opposite. He was like this same rust, just rusty. And I was just like, man, is this who he could potentially be? But 
if there is hammy issues behind that too, that would also warrant the understanding and idea of why he struggled getting to the basket. I hope that if he's saying he is in the best shape of his life, then you, I expect you to be the Paul George that you was the year prior before that. And in a dynasty format, it's tough. I, I'm concerned. And I am, I'm a GM that has him rostered on my, in one of my dynasty formats. And I'll be honest, I'm concerned. I don't know what the future holds from him. Hopefully the restart, if there's going to be anything, this restart in playoffs is going to show a lot of things in my eyes. Is there anything else, lastly, that you want to say before we get into your uh, segment? Um, the only last thing is um, just uh, for, for the listeners, Harden and Westbrook, um, a little drama there. They did not make the team bus um, to go down to the bubble. Um, so I don't know if they were worried. I know a lot, a lot of um, indications came out that um, Houston, specifically Texas and in, in general, um, is getting a lot of um, COVID cases. And there was some team, there's some players on the team that were you known to have COVID. Um, and so um, we don't know if like Harden and Westbrook didn't go because they're like, nah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't rolling with them because <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't, or if they're the, you know, they may be the players that may potentially have had it um, and are um, coming in late because they're going through their 14 day, you know, uh, quarantine uh, time frame. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, Houston is one of those teams that, you know, they, they put this team together. Um, they traded Clint Capella. They're playing this weird, like small ball lineup right now. Um, Starks, I know you don't don't forget about that. They they're playing like uh, what's his what's his name? I, yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, I forgot his name. He's out over. He's playing center. Tuck, PJ Tucker Project P, Pat. Project Pat. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, PJ the projects man. Um, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's over there. He's over. You know, playing center. I'm playing five man. Go ahead. Exactly. So oh just, they're they're a team to watch because it's just like. Now they got this. They got so much going on. You know, they're always a high drama team because, you know, they're supposed to be in it every year, the way they construct their team, and they, they never are. So um, and we'll see what happens this year. I'm, I'm, I feel like this is a bad look for Harden, man. I feel like after this year, if they don't – if they get busted up by somebody, you know, weak because they had P.J. Tucker at the five, man, I just – I just think this is bad for him and Dan Tony. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they they make some noise. But um, that's that's all I wanted to mention to make sure to keep an eye out for those two guys. Yeah, I, I agree with you. They're going to have to do something this year, or maybe next year. If that's if they don't, man, that's kind of question hardened, man. Like, oh, man, you know, you feel bad for certain players, man. Especially like I feel bad for your boy Lillard. Well, I think I, I'm in, I'm the, the team that I'm really interested in seeing your team this year. What they do with all of this, these players coming back, Yusuf Nurkic and um, Zach Collins. I'm very interested to in seeing that. This but is, this is the moment of truth for the for the Blazers as well. This is big. We got we can't we have no more excuses, no more excuses. We've had some excuses that were warranted. You know, Nurkic getting hurt, um, some other unfortunate um, injuries. Um, no excuses, man. This is this is put up or shut up, man. We got we got mellow. We got mellow. We we wanted mellow for a while. This is we we got the team. We got the squad. Let's put it. Let's let, let's let's do it. This is it. This is this is it. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and I another the person I feel the most like pretty bad for is Chris Paul. You know, <laughs> a guy that's been striving for a championship, man, and. Uh, yeah. 
it's not going to be there for him in Thunder. Sorry, brother. But I'll pass you the ball um, if you had another the, the next segment there. Just to wrap up, it could be my my um, my class shot. I wanted to go ahead and uh, bring up all of the all of the uh, video drama that's been coming around these playoffs. So we all know everyone's going to the bubble down in Florida, and uh, a lot of videos. I'm on IG. Um, a lot and there's just a bunch from Bleacher Report reporter you know different reporters coming through uh, utilizing video video footage from players to make like headline news about the food at the at the bubble and the amenities and there's there's this video that Bleacher Report posted of Tobias Harris talking to Boban Boban and then and then, and then they do the second video and it's just reverse of Boban looking up at Tobias. So they just they just put up two videos of them having a conversation with the same conversation but in different perspectives. And I'm like, is this news? Like is this even is this necessary to post this type of stuff? And and so they're really going they're gonna I, I have a feeling that this is gonna be some of the most highly like drama drama driven playoffs basketball that we're ever going to see people have been needing some type of sports i think basketball is going to be the first one that kind of starts up i think maybe baseball but um they're really going to drive this home with the media side of it and so i just want to i just want to get our listeners prepared and ready for what is going to be basically a reality tv slash basketball for the rest of the year starks what do you think man Oh man, I mean that's that's what it seems like. I guess any <clears throat> excuse me, anything in sports they're gonna they're gonna take it in run with it if it's if it's involving players. I can't remember the tweet that I seen earlier. I guess it wasn't like a bleacher report situation where your boy was it Lillard? I, I know it was between Lillard, CJ McCollum, and my my guy Terry uh Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen it. I know what you're talking about. Uh just just being silly, was it like was that on a plane or what was that at? Yeah, he, they, they, yeah, they were on the plane and he was doing a um, he was doing doing like a, a shoot, like a photo shoot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, doing different poses on the plane and like Lillard was like, no wonder I couldn't use use the <laughs> use the bathroom. That's why I have to wait for the bathroom. <laughs> like, he's so so yeah, man. They, they, CJ McCollum was ragging on him too, and, and you know what? That's that's cool. I mean, it's a little bit all in fun. Uh, but what I realized is that these NBA players are taking this a lot less seriously. Like when you watch them interact with everybody, each other and everything else, then, then the media is like, they're, they're, they're joking, cracking. They're, they're just being regular people and just being safe about it, you know, being in a distance. Um, but it's, it's, it's just, they, they, they came there to play basketball, man. It's it. All this extracurricular stuff that I'm seeing and, Hyping up like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm recording you. <laughs> it's like it's so 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 silly to be mad. So we'll, we're gonna see. It's just gonna get heightened. Um, I'm I'm interested. The main thing I'm interested in to really get me hype up is to see who's doing the coverage for the games and stuff. I'm, I haven't I haven't seen anything specific on that. But TNT looks like they're gonna be doing some stuff. I really want TNT to be involved uh, heavily. Um, I just. I just prefer to hear hear what they have to say rather than uh, ESPN, but we shall see how that cookie crumbles. Yes, and I guess the clutch that I'll kind of take is uh, just kind of asking you a question. Um, so what what episode? You said you were in a couple of episodes on the the Last Dance, or no? You kind of been skimming, kind of seen 
from part part I've, or I've skimmed I've skimmed everything. So everything's been like I've I've gotten skim I've skimmed through a lot of stuff. Um I'm about four episodes in, I'm about three full three to four full episodes in. I think there's okay. ten, right? Ten? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I've seen clips of pretty much everything. There's there's this funny I don't know if it's from the documentary, but there's this funny clip of Carl Malone oh, talking what? about Michael Jordan. Did you see that clip? Recently? When he had like a Wait a minute, was it when he had a hat on and someone asked him, it may not be the same thing, someone asked him, what's your thoughts on Michael Jordan? Yeah, first? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> hey, I watched that. I was That was the funniest thing I think I saw, like, in a while, man. He was like, Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. He was like, Michael Jordan. He's like, that's what I, I mean. You see, then he was like, he was, <laughs> he was like, listen, when I played against, Michael Jordan. I was playing against the Bulls. Okay. I never I never thought I was playing against Michael Jordan. I was playing against the Bulls. Okay. He, did he did he say something about don't forget about me? I was a bad man too. Back in the I was a bad man too back in the day. Okay, Carl, that wasn't the question. <laughs> like, what are you, Carl, that wasn't the question. Like what he, he he like took that question and just ran with it, man. It's hilarious, man. You could tell he's like, he's hurt. He's hurt by it, man. You could tell it affects him even to this day, just by his answer. Just say he's the best player to ever play, man. Why you got why what that pride juice, man? That pride is so you can feel it. You can feel it burning on his ear tips, man. That pride, man. He was he was like, I ain't gonna Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, what are you like, dude? Like, he was he was a good player. But when I played against them. I played against the Bulls. <laughs> I played against them. I played against the Bulls. Yo, he was so sincere in like his facial expression. He was so into it, no, man. No, no, he, 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 that's 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 him, man. That 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 was. I, a, I didn't, I didn't know that was him. Him, but go yeah, ahead. No, 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 no. That's him. That's he, he, he. I've heard, I've heard stories and stuff, and seen things where Carl Malone. He, I mean, he was. He was a very good player. But he feels like he was one of the best to ever play. I mean, dang, you have to when, you, when you're in the league. But he's, he's, he's still – I mean, he was – he is – mailman. I mean, he was really good. I mean, there's nothing – there's really nothing to say other than he, he ran against a dynasty of the Bulls, man. It's just, it just is what it is. I mean, he what he says is correct, but the way he kind of – he's throwing shade to Michael. Like, yeah, Michael was good, but that's not why they won all – they won against oh. me. It's because the – I mean, he has a point, but – at the same time, like, <laughs> all you had to say was one of the best players to ever play the game, man. He, all, that's all he had to say, right? When I think of Michael Jordan, I think one of the best players, uh, maybe, you know, one of, uh, you know, one of the top players to ever play the game. No. He, he has to go, oh, just another guy to me, you know. He's just another guy I played against, you know. I was a bad man, too, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. When he said Listen. that, I died. Well, that I'm glad you <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up. I, I I forgot to actually mention that to you. I seen that a while ago. That that is so classic. Um, would we get tagged or or banned playing something like on YouTube like Jordan's done? That actually don't even. I don't know. Maybe don't don't risk it. Don't even <laughs> risk it. But I want to say this. I don't know. <clears throat> I would hope Jordan see, seen that clip because I don't know if you've seen that one where uh, Gary Payton. <laughs> was talking about Jordan when he beat him one game in the playoffs. I think was no, it was a championship. It was one game they won. It's like, yeah, how to beat Jordan, you just gotta keep banging him. You keep banging on him. You just gotta you gotta be in his face. And we know the glove. It's yeah, defense. Yeah. That's how he played, yeah. 
But Jordan, when they, they pass him the iPad, I don't know if you've seen that part of the documentary yet, but I mean, you're, you're going to see it. It was hilarious. They, they passed him the iPad. Jordan was looking at it. And Jordan just laughed. He laughed like, like, laughed in a way like, who are you, right? He said, I have no, he just started busting out laughing. He said, the glove. He was like, the glove. I had no problem with the glove. <laughs> <laughs> I had no problem with the glove. He said, I had other things on my mind at that time, but I had no problem with the glove. And also, this was the same time that it was like Father's Day, too, as you know, we know that like Jordan's dad passed. Mm. And it made sense. But for him, like how Jordan laughed, that laugh to me was so funny. It was like, unfortunately, demeaning. <laughs> it's like disrespecting like Gary Payton. Oh, but I, I hope you I hope you see that, man. He's like yeah. the glove. The glove. I had no problems with the glove. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan is so like, man. You it, watching some of those documentaries and Jordan and it's just man, the pride the pride ju- I told you, man, the pride oh, juice is I'm pride juice is real. Oh, it's it's thick. It is thick. And I'm like, man, like I knew Jordan was I knew Jordan I mean it has to get to you. People telling you the best to ever play the game over and over and over again for years and years and years. It has to, I mean, you have to eventually, you know, actually believe it. Not saying he is or isn't, but um, <laughs> like, like you can just tell he's like, yeah, I never had a problem with anybody in my whole career. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, like he, he, t- he took things, Jordan took things. So to the next step personal. And, and, and that's the, what I love because it's competitive nature, right? Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a guy. It was a regular season game, and it was a random guy that you know. We know LT. Some players in the NBA will have a random game, right? Like remember when Terrence Ross a few years ago like dropped fifty one. Yeah, that was nice. It was nice, and then like he just what happened. I mean, he's playing decent now, but like he wasn't relevant. But that happens with certain NBA players. They explode and then they disappear. There was a guy in the regular season Jordan was playing against, and Jordan would make things up in his mind just to get an edge because of course people had a, a mutual respect for Jordan how well he played but the guy literally he scored 37 on Jordan and after the game the guy said hey Jordan nice game Jordan took that the wrong way and he was literally just saying it was a nice game the guy said and he said Jordan was like all right it's in my mind I'm gonna he scored 37 I'm gonna score 37 in the first half and literally I think he scored like 29 points in the first half um, my goodness. And obviously he, he destroyed the guy the next time they played, but then they asked him again, like, did he even say nice game to you? He was like, nah, I just made it up in my head. I'm just like, huh? Like for what? George, there's no need for that. And then there was one more time I want to mention that he was talking trash to somebody. I don't, I don't know if you heard about this one. It was, he was counting backwards. Every time he would score a basket, it was like 41. <laughs> And then the next shot, he scored on someone. He said 39. He kept going backwards until he got to zero because that's how many points he was going to score on that player. And he did that. So that's just stuff that Jordan was – he did. He just had this this different mentality that listeners – like, listen, if you have not seen The Last Dance, you have missed – you have missed a disservice – like a disservice yourself. Like, you got to check that out whenever you have time. It is It is a great one. I know that – he was so passionate about it. I don't know. I'm going super ISO here in this clutch shot. One more thing that I have to mention is LT Hill eventually see it on Jordan is he would be so hard on his teammates, but he wanted to win. 
And that's the thing. It's like it's about winning. And the thing is, he was so passionate. Like, you know, Jordan, like they made memes of Jordan crying, but there was a meme or no, it's not even a meme. But on one of those documentary episodes that it got really passionate. He was talking like, listen, if you didn't want to play the way I played, don't play the game that way. That dude teared up because obviously there's been so many times people has ran him down, like saying he's just this overbearing like boss or um, a leader that was like basically just disrespectful and a jerk, like a really a bad jerk. And he was like, it's either you're, you know, you're either with me or, or against me. And that's why he was he teared up because it was either that you were going to be all in. And, and, and invest because although he knew like people wouldn't like on his team may have been good he just wanted them to give everything out on the table and that's just how he was and that's that's my clutch shot uh anything else lt i'm sorry to be to go super iso there no I, I love the isos man no um that was that was hey man Jordan was a was an interesting fellow, man. That's all I got to say, man. He was an interesting fellow. I, I am gonna dig deeper into those episodes, man, and uh, get. I, I'm more interested. This funny funny thing about me is I'm more interested in the in, in, in the sidekicks versions, man. Some of the stories yeah. from Scotty, um, Dennis, um, you know, Dennis Rodman. Those those stories, man. Because I'm also one. You know, me and Starks, we we have a varying ideal on some things, and mm -hmm. I'm more interested in the team. I'm more interested yeah. in the team dynamic. I know Jordan was great, but in order to win those many championships, you have to have a squad. You have to have a team with you. Um, sure. One man in basketball, I don't care who you are. One man can't do it all. Uh, we've seen that multiple times. So even though Jordan was the man, yeah. he wasn't the only man to uh, push that team forward to all those championships, man. There's no way. It's, there's, no, there's no way. Um, so um, I'm in, I'm, that's what I'm more interested in. But, yeah, man, um, we can go ahead and uh, – uh, that's it, man. That's all I got, man. Yeah, role players. You're absolutely. I, I don't think he could have won without Scottie Pippen. Like he was super underrated. Like super, he, super. super underrated. Um, yeah, listeners, you can follow me uh, on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore Industry. Feel free to ask me questions at any time. Um, I will do the best I can to get to you at a prompt time. It could be fantasy basketball, baseball, football, the faith of Jesus Christ. Feel free to ask. I'm also on Instagram. Uh, it's m dot Feel free to ask me questions on there as well. Um, I'll, I'll get to you at a prompt time and do the best I can to help you guys at any time. Um, so with that being said, I'll pass you the ball. LT, where can they find you out there, brother? Yeah, man. You guys can find me on Twitter at, um, at Sage Network underscore. Um, I am on Twitter there. You can ask me any questions as well. I'm actually going to be doing some some interesting rebranding here on some of my uh, Twitters and some of my uh, socials this weekend. So look out for that. I'll have that for the next one. And then also on Instagram, you can find me on there um, at um, LT underscore the underscore Sage. Yes, that's me in the picture. Yes, I'm, I'm kind of big, um, but you can find me there as well. Um, but, and uh, ask me any questions. I, I'll answer anything. Uh, uh, nutrition, uh, working out, uh, you know, uh, fitness, anything you want, man, I got you. Nice. So listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in. A longer episode, but this was definitely a fun one. We're going to have more content here. Um, so with that being said, you guys have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.